First, a warning. This week's episode contains images of a graphic nature, including sex, rape, and sex toys. Listener discretion is advised if that's not your thing. Why do we dream about sex? Is it just wish fulfillment of our current desires? Does it mean we secretly have a crush on someone? How horrified should you be if you rape someone in a dream? This week's episode illustrates how sex in dreams is rarely to be taken literally. From dreams of sex with obese women to rape, a leaking vibrator to sex with someone new, I'll show you how to make sense of the language of dreams. Hello, and welcome to The Stuff of Dreams. I'm your host, Amy Lawson, and I'm a practicing pediatrician with an MD, as well as a master's degree in depth psychology, specifically in Jungian and archetypal studies. My goal is to connect you with your dreams in a more fun and meaningful way so that you can interpret the messages your unconscious is sending. So yeah, we're doing this. Uh, The shy Midwestern girl is a bit nervous about this, but the adult San Francisco woman who's into dream interpretation thinks that this is an important topic, so we're going to dive in. Sex in dreams is a pretty common theme. Lots of posts about it on Reddit, most of which are actually real and not people trolling. And I suppose that's not surprising. Sex is something that gets our attention. It's alluring. And we know from past episodes that the unconscious often uses strong imagery of some type or another to get our attention and really make an impact and evoke emotion in us in order to deliver whatever message the unconscious thinks we need to know that day. And so images of a sexual nature are definitely going to fit that bill and really get our attention and make the dream a little bit harder to forget. So what does sex mean in dreams? Well, like anything else, there's no one meaning 100% of the time. But First, let's remember that the unconscious tends to speak in symbols and in metaphors. And so in that way, sex often symbolizes some kind of connection, some kind of unity or coming together, some kind of closeness. And then thinking about who it is who's having sex in the dream can tell you more about the specific message. Also remember that one very Jungian way to look at dream characters is to see them as parts of ourself rather than representing people in real life. So it's often really tempting when you dream of someone to just assume that they mean themselves, they symbolize that person in the dream. And sometimes the dreams do work on that more external level. But sometimes, actually a lot of the time, I think that the unconscious picks those people to represent parts of ourselves. So you have to think about the characteristics of that person, what part of them impacts you most, or what do you always think of when that person comes up in your life, and then use that information to figure out what part of your psyche they might be representing in the dream. We'll get to some examples in a bit. And another thing to remember is that our psyche really wants balance. That's what the unconscious is working towards when it's communicating with us. And so images of sex between male and female is often representing that connection or that balance between some masculine and some feminine part of yourself. So let's talk about two specific dream themes and then we'll get to some particular dreams. Pretty frequently, I see male dreamers posting dreams about sex and asking, 
Why am I always having sex with fat women in my dreams? If this is my unconscious and it can come up with anything in my imagination, why is it giving me these big women rather than fill in the blank, hot blondes, cheerleaders, whatever it is that they'd rather be seeing in their dreams? This one I find really interesting because usually the dreamers will also say that even though in real life that might not be something they enjoyed, sex with very large women, in the dream it seemed okay to them. And so why the difference? Well, this imagery I think goes back to ancient human history and archetypes. We don't know a whole lot about ancient human civilization way before the onset of written history, but we do know a fair amount. And a lot of that comes from the artifacts and the artwork and the sculptures that we find in archaeological digs and things like that. And you may have seen that a lot of the really famous 20 and 30,000 year old goddess figures that we uncover are in the shape of an obese woman with big hips and large breasts Often they don't even really have heads or arms or legs. It's just the body that's depicted. And yet, for reasons that scholars know and I don't, they know that these were sacred objects representing goddesses and deities. So why would that be? Did they just have different tastes back then? Well, no. If we think about it biologically, back in early human civilization when food was scarce, women who were well-nourished were going to be the ones that were able to get pregnant and maintain the pregnancy and be able to grow the child, to have adequate body energy and body fat and energy stores to get through the pregnancy and deliver a healthy baby. And so these civilizations seem to have known that women who had adequate fat stores were the ones that were going to reproduce the most easily. And so when they began to imagine what their fertility goddesses would look like, they made them in that shape. You all know the stories about girls from different sports and activities that encourage them to be underweight, like gymnastics or ballet. Those girls and women can lose enough weight or stay at a low enough weight that their bodies stop having periods. They stop ovulating. They can't get pregnant. So being underweight does not go along with fertility, even today. And so when these male dreamers are dreaming of sex with large women, I think often it means that they're at some point in their life where they're making particularly fertile connections. Metaphorically, they're connecting with having sex with some female aspect of themselves or the world that is particularly fertile and has the capacity to give birth to something new, whether that's a new project for them, a new life direction, exploring new parts of themselves, developing different parts of their personality that are more on the feminine spectrum, like about taking time for things and sitting with things instead of immediately trying to change things or going out and making it happen. That tends to be more feminine than masculine. Um, Other more feminine characteristics are things like cultivating connections with people and relationships, paying attention to emotions and feelings and not just logic and reason, 
creative inspiration, nurturing self and others. All of those could be represented in a dream by connection with or sex with the feminine. So I hope I'm not taking the fun out of it. I mean, it's okay to enjoy these dreams too. But if you're looking for a deeper meaning, often that's there as well. Another variation on the theme of having sex with someone that you don't think you would in real life is when people have dreams about gay sex. And again, I think those dreams are mostly talking about and showing you which parts of yourself are connecting right now. So if a female dreamer dreams about having sex with another female, she's probably at a point in her life where she is prioritizing her femininity over her more masculine characteristics. And then, of course, the other context of the dream can tell whether the unconscious approves of that or whether it's trying to get her to not do that. But I think that's what same-sex sex means. I just read a dream on Reddit that... I didn't reply to or get permission to use, so I won't tell you any details other than it was a female dreamer dreaming that her ex-boyfriend was having sex with another guy. And in situations like that, I thought, hmm, why would this straight man be having sex with another guy in her dream? I wonder if metaphorically that's what led to the end of the relationship since she said it was her ex. Was he prioritizing masculine things above her? Was he choosing to go out in the world and achieve and explore and whatever else his masculine pursuits were telling him to do instead of staying with her and cultivating relationship and connection and an emotional life? Just something that I thought about with that dream. All right, now let's read some real dreams. As always, I only use these dreams with the permission of the dreamers. The first one comes from a 25-year-old male who writes, I dreamed I raped a girl. She was young, about my age. She had tattoos on her shoulder and her right breast. They were words, but I can't remember what they said. She asked me to stop, but I did not. All of this was happening in a house with a big hall. Then people started coming in and called her a slut. She smiled, and then when we went to another room, she cried on my shoulders, and again, we had sex. Weird dream. Can someone help me decode this awful thing? So, it's never fun to dream about something that feels really out of character for you in real life. And so I do pretty frequently respond to these dreams about sex when the dreamer seems kind of horrified by it, because I don't want it to drive them away from their dreams or drive a wedge between them and their unconscious, you know, it's, it's metaphoric, so it's okay. So the dreamer is having sex with a girl about his age. She asks him to stop and he doesn't, so it's rape. And he remembers that she had tattoos on her shoulder and her breast, so that already feels like we're in the realm of the symbolic somehow. He remembers that it's happening in a house with a big hall, and as you know, the buildings that we're in in dreams often represent our psyche. So this house and the big hall and the people that come in later are all representing different parts of him. And the fact that it's a big house with a lot of people in it kind of gives me the image of space, spaciousness, a little bit of even being on display if you're having sex in this big hall. Because he writes that people did start coming in and they called her a slut. 
Isn't that good? Even in the unconscious, we have slut shaming. No. No, I think that part means that there's a tension between some of these parts of himself and this girl. And what does she likely represent? Well, some feminine aspect of himself, maybe even an anima figure like we were talking about last week. But clearly their relationship is not positive. He's dominating it. He's using her. He's taking control. And even though it wasn't her choice to have sex, the other parts of him who come in are still calling her a slut when they come into the room and see. So all of this really adds up to a picture of a pretty masculine, soaked psyche that has a complicated and not very positive relationship with the feminine right now. The dreamer writes that even when the people called her a slut, she smiled. And then when they went into another room, she was crying and they had sex again. He doesn't really say whether that time was consensual, but after the first time, probably doesn't really matter. This is definitely a dream of rape. So I think this dream is really a message from his unconscious urging him to confront his relationship with the feminine and how he's really devaluing it and degrading it and seeking to control and use it instead of have a true relationship with it. So I asked, you know, what might be going on for him right now? Where are the inner dynamics where his masculine is winning out, where his masculine is dominating some part of him that really wants to revel in feminine qualities for a while rather than masculine? And I wrote about, you know, examples of the feminine and the masculine so that he could think about that in his own life. Where are those feminine aspects being called for by his unconscious instead? Which qualities is his unconscious asking him to have more respect for? And he wrote back, yes, this interpretation does resonate with me, actually. I'm currently in a conflict with my job and I'm plowing through bullshit. I feel like I should quit and start over, but I'm terrified that I will not get that opportunity. So there we go. That makes sense to me now. He feels like when he consults his inner wisdom that he needs to quit his job and start over. That would be an act of nurturing himself. That would be him prioritizing feelings and his emotions and his desires over achievement, which would be keeping the job. And if our masculine side tends to be more about aggression and getting things done in the world and making a name for yourself, then staying in a job feels much more masculine. And by staying in this job that he hates, he's metaphorically raping his feminine side that wants love and connection and respect for emotions and creativity in pleasant ways. So to me, this dream is his unconscious choosing some really graphic, attention-getting imagery to show him just what his unconscious thinks he's actually doing to himself right now. I can't say I've had rape dreams, but I've definitely had dreams where I was doing violence to something. And it was definitely coming at times in my life when I was doing violence on myself to continue whatever the current path was that my unconscious was trying to tell me needed to change. So that might have happened for you, too. Okay, the next dreams come from a 21-year-old male. And these were posted shortly after the pandemic got really bad and when quarantine and shelter in place were starting. And I think that has some bearing on this dream. 
Okay, here's what he wrote. I've been having some frequent and all in all pretty crazy dreams in this last week. I mean, this week isn't the first time I've had dreams of the sort, but they've been every night for the last two or three. A couple of nights ago, I had a dream where me and another person murdered someone and were digging a six foot deep hole in the back of my elementary school to bury the body. I remember we had to finish the job before the sun started to come out. Later in this dream, for some reason, I was smoking crack, and there was also a brief memory that I was in some sex slave house with a bunch of tied-up naked girls. I don't really remember if I did anything with them. Then, just an hour or two ago, I woke up from having a dream where I was clearly raping a girl, and she was crying and saying no, but I was still doing it anyway, and it lasted a long time. I've also had multiple dreams of robbing stores at gunpoint and other bad instances. I don't understand. Does anyone else have crazy dreams where you do terrible things? I'm curious of the psychology of it. So for this dreamer, it was a series of disturbing dreams. To recap, there was the one where they had murdered someone and were having to bury the body. There was one where he was in a sex slave house with some tied up women. There was the one where he was raping a crying girl, and a few different dreams of robbing stores at gunpoint. So what do all these dreams have in common? I often think that when dreamers lump dreams together, they're doing that for a reason. Their unconscious is putting them together somehow and influencing what they write. And it sounds like it's kind of out of the ordinary for him to have so many strange and violent dreams. And to me... The constant in all of these dreams is the element of control. So he has murdered someone and the friend and him have to bury the body before the sun comes up. So they've exerted control and killed someone and then they have to control the situation by covering it up. There's the sex slave house where presumably he and other masculine figures are more in control than the tied up naked women. There's the dream where he's raping the girl. And then also the dreams of robbing stores at gunpoint, where he's definitely using a gun or the threat of violence to be in control. So because the rape dream came in the middle of that string of dreams, I think that it's a little less about specific connections between the masculine and the feminine and more about the control element of these dreams. So why would his unconscious be sending him that message of control over and over. Well, remember we've talked about how often dreams are sent to compensate our conscious attitudes. They're sent to balance something that the unconscious thinks we're too one-sided in. And these dreams started soon after the quarantine started. So I wondered if they had something to do with the fact that he was feeling like he didn't have a lot of control out in the real world so he was seizing that control in his dreams instead. That his unconscious in some way thought that he might feel more balanced if he was able to experience these dreams of being in control. You know, the unconscious doesn't function in a particularly rational way. It just wants balance. So if it sees that you're not feeling in control, it will try to choose some images that will make you feel in control, even if it also makes you feel horrified or <laughs> a bit worried that you're having dreams of crimes all of a sudden. It means well, it really does. So I sent him that interpretation and he replied that he doesn't feel like he's 
really passive or shy, but he is polite and, you know, wouldn't usually pick fights or do things that would lead to conflict. And so that was particularly disturbing to him in his dreams. He does mention a recent breakup and he's not in contact with his girlfriend anymore, but he doesn't think he has any aggressive feelings toward her. She has a new boyfriend and he says he's okay with that. So I don't think that these female figures in the dream are representing, you know, his former girlfriend that he secretly wants to punish. He's been pretty forthcoming about telling this dream and things about his life. So so I think we can take him at his word about his feelings about the old girlfriend. And he also says this virus has me doing nothing but reading books, watching shows and playing video games other than on nice days I go fishing. And I don't like being cooped up like this so much. So there's that flavor of being out of control, being cooped up, not being able to go out and exert his control over the world however he wants to create his life. So to sum up, I think that this series of dreams came to him because he's not feeling powerful and in control in his conscious life. So his unconscious is sending those images of control, even if they are rather unsavory to him. All right, the next dream comes from a female dreamer. I don't know her exact age, but from context, late 20s, early 30s, something like that. Here's her dream. I was lying in bed. It was nighttime and I had a vibrator, which started to leak. When I questioned whether that made any sense, it suddenly had this strange base that for some reason had fluid in it and must have broken somehow. I watched the fluid leaking out for a moment and then I saw that some of the fluid was splashing into an aquarium, which had just appeared in my room. There was a cat and a large fish inside. The cat had visibly made contact with the fluid from the vibrator and was reacting adversely. I panicked and wanted to save the fish before the fluid poisoned it also. My mom showed up and wanted to give me two little cookies. I got frustrated with her as she was not taking the urgent situation seriously, and I dismissed her as I needed to save the fish. She left, and I looked up, and the fish had emerged from the tank and was even more enormous. Human-sized now. It was white and had very pronounced scales that were also large and thick. It appeared to be trying to eat food out of thin air or maybe breathe the air. I think that's when I woke up. We ended up having a really interesting back and forth about this dream, but let me tell you where I started off and then we'll get some more details. So when I looked at this dream, it seemed like there was a lot of feminine imagery in the dream. I mean, she's a female. She's in bed with the vibrator, which is symbolic of connecting with herself, I think, to me. It's not sex with another woman. It's not sex with a man. It's self-pleasure and self-connection. And then there's the image of the cat, which we've talked before about how cats are often feminine in dreams. And there's her mother. I wasn't sure whether the fish was a feminine image at first, but later we'll find out that it is rather feminine as well. So because of all that repetitive feminine imagery, it makes me think that this dream is a message about something around her internal dynamics concerning the feminine. So let's go through the dream. She's in bed with a vibrator, which is an image of trying to connect with herself in a positive, pleasurable way. But the vibrator's broken, so that isn't happening. So that seems to be an image of a blockage of that connection with herself somehow. 
And then the way that the vibrator is broken is that there's fluid leaking out of it somehow. And so it's like some kind of product that's blocking her connection with herself starts dripping into an aquarium and it hurts the cat as well. She says the cat has an adverse reaction to the fluid. Cats are often strong symbols of both the feminine and the body. So all that is pretty cohesive that this malfunctioning vibrator is adversely affecting the dreamer and her connection with her body in the dream and her connection with the feminine in the guise of the cat. And then maybe this dream is all about blocked connections because then her mom shows up and the dreamer is trying to rescue the fish from getting injured the same way that the cat did. But instead, her mom isn't taking her seriously, doesn't realize the urgency of the situation, and is just urging her to eat these two little cookies that she's brought. So clearly there's some messed up relationship with the maternal where this maternal figure isn't in tune with the dreamer, doesn't understand what's important to her, and is kind of just making it about the mother figure. Here, I brought you these cookies, eat them. Doesn't matter what you're doing right now. So I wonder, that could be a commentary on the dreamers in real life mom. Has her mother in the past or currently not been able to read her emotions, not been able to provide her with what she really needs in the form of help? Or does the mother in the dream symbolize some older, wiser, more motherly, maternal part of the dreamer self that somehow isn't guiding the dreamer appropriately? And then the other interesting thing about the dream is that this fluid negatively affected the cat. But when it contacts the fish, it makes the fish grow larger until the fish is human-sized. And from what the dreamer initially wrote, I couldn't really tell what she was thinking about that. Was that a good change? Did it make the fish more scary or more strange? She did mention that the fish was white with thick scales, and so... In general, white tends to be a more positive color in a dream. It's not like the fish was jet black. And so now the fish has these thick scales and it's trying to breathe or somehow get nourishment from the air, the dreamer writes. So what does the fish represent? Well, fish are cold-blooded. They can't keep themselves warm. And so they can often symbolize parts of ourselves that are more primitive. Um, they're also creatures of the water, so that makes them related to the unconscious, since water is often the unconscious. So I wonder if this fish maybe represents some more primitive, unconscious part of the dreamer that is growing and being energized or activated or something by this substance that's coming out of the vibrator that has been blocking the dreamer from contact with herself and with the cat or the feminine. I don't know how much we've talked about it here, but one of the dynamics in Jungian psychology is that the more we repress something into the unconscious, the more we spend energy trying to keep it down there in the depths where we don't have to look at it, we don't have to deal with it, the more we're actually feeding it energy, even though it's still on the unconscious level. And once that energy reaches some kind of breaking point, you can't keep that unconscious content down there anymore. It's going to explode up in some way, whether it's the emergence of some kind of complex, some kind of big, strong emotion that you that came out of nowhere that you don't feel like you can control. 
you know, if you've ever asked yourself, you know, I don't know why I did that. What came over me? It's probably because something came up from the unconscious. It's not something that you made a rational decision to do. And so I wondered if this image of the fish all of a sudden coming in contact with this and then growing out of the aquarium and coming up out of the water into the air and being human sized was an image of some unconscious content finally springing out into the open. So I asked the dreamer whether she could resonate with the fact that maybe this dream was urging her to acknowledge some kind of disconnection in her relationship with her feminine side and also telling her that if she doesn't acknowledge it, then some more unconscious stuff is going to grow and demand her attention. And she wrote back, wow, those are some powerful insights. I think they do resonate and I'm super intrigued by this interpretation. I've been told that I have repressed my femininity because of my mother, because I didn't want to be like her. I had the really strong feeling in the dream that when my mother was giving me the cookies, I was asking for her help to save the fish. And she just kept telling me to try the cookies, ignoring me. And she just wanted me to eat them. So sounds like, you know, her mother making it all about her and not about her child. So that will definitely lead to an interesting and complicated relationship with the feminine. And then she has some interesting things to say about her masculine and feminine sides. She says, I have a lot of natural feminine qualities. I'm emotional and nurturing and empathetic, but I've actually repressed a lot of the expression of those qualities in my healing journey. I've had to heal from emotional abuse in my childhood, and I've come to identify some post-traumatic stress and codependent tendencies. I used to be pretty unconscious of these key issues, but when I began my healing journey... I became determined to change some things about myself so that I could have a real healthy relationship someday. So that's when I began emphasizing my masculine traits. I cut my hair short and wouldn't shave my legs. I had rigid boundaries. I started taking action in certain areas of my life that I'd always neglected. I isolated myself, trying to avoid the need to nurture others and maintain relationships. I cut off my family because of the toxicity. So you can see how all of those things are very masculine images not taking care of her body, having boundaries, taking action, isolating instead of connecting. Recently, within the last year, I've been trying to get back in touch with my feminine side. I'm growing my hair out again and shaving again. I've been trying to connect with people again and love them and set healthy boundaries without feeling so defensive and reactive about it, trying to get that balance back now. In the dream, when I saw that the fish had come out of the tank and was so enormous, my first thought was mermaid. It had a human feel to it somehow. I could sense its consciousness. The scales were beautiful. I feel like I was awestruck at that point and wouldn't have known what to do. That image of mermaid is interesting to me because it's such a combination of woman and fish creature, of person who can live on land and in air, and fish that can live in the sea underwater. It's a really good image of bridging conscious and unconscious and doing inner work and bringing into the light parts of her personality that she had been burying for a time, some of those true feminine qualities that she had. I also find it really interesting having read more about her and her embracing the masculine for a while and really trying to isolate and cut herself off 
after realizing some of her struggles with trauma and codependency, I find the fact that this huge fish she identified as mermaid and then says that the scales looked really beautiful. I think that's really important because, you know, scales are kind of like armor. And in the dream, she describes them as really big, thick, white scales. That does seem very defensive, like armor, but she's finding them beautiful. And these armor scales are located on, you know, a mermaid figure, not some military tank or something. So I think there's also in this dream an image of some armor and some defenses and some protection can be a positive thing, that you don't have to be an open book who's influenced by everything around you all the time. That you can ignore the mother figure who's just trying to get you to eat her cookies when that's not where your priorities are right now. So to sum it up, I think that this is a beautiful, complex, but beautiful dream about the dreamer's blocked connections with her own self, her blocked connections with her mother, her blocked connections with the feminine parts of her, and her coming to realize through the fluid leaking out of the vibrator that keeps it from working and damages the cat but transforms the fish mermaid figure, her coming to realize that sometimes blockages and defenses and scales and armor can be positive and can lead to positive changes. So I wish her luck along that path. And she ended her notes to me. I really appreciate your input and willingness to investigate my dream. This is really cool. Thank you, Amy. So no problem. That was a very interesting one. All right. I was looking for a dream of my own to include in this episode and had to be a bit careful about that. You know, how much do I want to share? But I did find a dream and it's about sex with someone other than my husband. So I figured maybe I should run that by him first. And first he just tossed it off and laughed and was like, I don't care what you do. It's you whoring yourself out in the dream, not me. <laughs> Said as only the husband of a 22-year long, happy marriage can say. Don't worry, he does love me. And he was talking to me about how, do I really think that he's that possessive or something? That that he's that insecure that he wouldn't want me to use that dream? And then he went on a diatribe about how men and women take these things differently because he never holds me responsible for things that I do in his dreams. But I must admit, sometimes when he makes me mad in my dream, I feel mad at him in real life the next day, too. And that does frustrate him. So anyway, it was an interesting conversation. But have you ever done that? You know, you wake up and somebody has made you really angry in the dream and then you have to see them that day and you still kind of feel like that. The psyche has trouble letting go of the reality of dreams because they feel real. So in no way did I need to get my husband's permission to use this dream, just so you know. Here's my dream. I wake up in the middle of the night in my childhood home and go down the hall toward the living room. Jim is coming down the hall too. Name changed for privacy reasons. This person is a doctor that I've worked with in the past. It's three or four in the morning. Something feels reset, like the world is completely new. We're the only people in the house, but I know other people still exist too. I look at him and ask if that can really be true because it seems superstitious and implausible. But he says it really could be true. It really does feel like the world and all its people have been rebooted somehow. 
I say, I sometimes imagined this as a child, what it would feel like, and I feel happy. We walk into the living room. Jim asks, do you want to have sex? We can take the antibiotics, like to prevent infections, I guess. It seems like we're there to do something vague for work, and this doesn't sound weird. It just sounds fun, so I say yes. We lay down in front of the fireplace, and it doesn't feel passionate, just recreational and a little celebratory because we feel like the first people to know after the world rebooted. Mostly it just feels different and interesting and really just not like a big deal. I had this dream a couple of years ago, right in the thick of all my schoolwork studies for my PhD in depth psychology, which of course was really psychologically activating for me and had me really examining my life and my past and the workings of my psyche in general. And so the fact that this dream is set in my childhood home, even though I'm an adult in the dream, seems to mean that it's related to my past or my upbringing or my family and my culture. And the dream takes place in the dark, in the middle of the night, three or four in the morning. And Jim and I are the only ones in the house. And we can just sense that it feels like the world has been reset, like people have been rebooted and that everything is completely new. And when I look at that on a symbolic level, that is how I felt quite a bit of the time when I was going through my program and doing all this classwork and really applying it to myself in a very personal way. It felt like a lot of me was being rebooted. It felt like I was looking at my past and my childhood and my family and my parents with fresh eyes. And so I think that's what the setting of the dream means. And it just feels kind of happy and celebratory, and I'm glad to be existing in that new world. And so then just kind of offhand, this person who I, you know, vaguely know from work, but don't have a super close relationship with is like, eh, you want to have sex? I love how he adds, we can take the antibiotics because, you know, we're two doctors, so that's probably what we'd think about, right? Must be safe. I thought that was a funny detail. Because it seems like he and I are there in the house because we've had to travel to do something vague for work, for doctoring or something. And so we're just kind of each out of our usual element for a while. I think it kind of feels like a pilgrimage a little bit too, like leaving your usual place and going somewhere different to get work done. And the fact that it's my childhood home seems meaningful that that the work being done is probably about my own foundations. And so this isn't some big romantic encounter where I'm really meaningfully and emotionally connecting with someone that I don't know very well yet. So the purpose of the dream obviously isn't romantic or about, you know, needing some kind of needing to develop some kind of strong emotional and physical connection with someone. I wrote in my dream journal right after waking up that it didn't seem weird in the dream for us to have sex. It just seemed fun and kind of recreational and a little celebratory because we felt like the first people to know after the world got rebooted. And I think that's probably another aspect of what sex can mean in dreams that we haven't really touched on yet. We've talked about it being a way of connection, emotional and or physical. We've talked about it being a way to exert dominance or control 
or even violence. We've talked about the fact that sex can be related to others of same or different genders or to self. But we haven't talked about that celebratory element, that ritualistic element of it. And that's what it felt like here, just a a brief coming together to almost to prove we were alive, to make ourselves feel more alive. And that's another thing that sex can do, both literally and symbolically, since metaphorically, there's usually the possibility of, you know, fertility and creating new life with sex. And so in this dream, I think my unconscious chose that image of sex, yes, to get my attention, because I don't often dream of having sex with people that aren't my husband. And yes, the newness of it was going to feel very different than what I would allow myself to experience in real life. But also because the way this dream was set up really emphasized the celebratory nature of what we were doing, even if it was rather fleeting, even if it wasn't leading to some long-term relationship. And I think that the most profound emotion from the dream was around the fact that we were so happy and struck by the thought that the world had been reset and humans had been rebooted. And that's very much the flavor of what was going on in my life right then with the continuous self-discoveries that I was going through. (sighs) Okay, I got through it. It's like 10 o'clock at night now because I was procrastinating doing this all day. I know you millennials and Gen Zers are going to be like, what? What's the big deal? But I'm a 43-year-old former Midwestern nice girl. This is not, (laughs) not quite in my usual wheelhouse. So thanks for bearing with me. I hope you learned something. For the next episode, I think I'm going to do another set of dreams about transformation because I don't know about you, but right now I think I could use just steeping myself in some really positive transformative dreams. So that's what we'll do next week. And then there'll be a mini-sode going up in the next few days as well. I have two other quick things to say. First of all, someone named Jess emailed me through my website to ask me to interpret a dream. And I did, but when I sent her back the dream interpretation, it bounced because I think she had typed in her email address incorrectly. So it was at mail.com. So I resend it to at gmail.com. But Jess, if you're out there and you didn't get my reply, please email me again and tell me your correct address. Also, I'm branching out and going to start publishing sleep casts maybe once a week where I read myths as bedtime stories for adults as a couple of people have given me the idea for because they say my voice is soothing and they would like to fall asleep to it. So I think myths are something important to expose ourselves to anyway. There are often mythic themes in dreams and so I think falling asleep to some of these ancient and classic stories could lead to some really interesting inputs for our dreams. So we're going to start that next week as well. Don't forget to email me your dreams at stuffofdreamspodcast at gmail.com or through my website at stuffofdreams.fireside.fm. Head on over there to find show notes for each episode. You can also find links to major podcast apps, my favorite dream interpretation books, and our subreddit. Thank you so much for listening. And if you liked it, I encourage you to tell a friend about it this week. Let's get more people fluent in the language of dreams. Bye for now. And I hope you dream tonight.